Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm going to chat about why you would want to live a cyclical life. All right, so this is a concept that um, really came into my focus probably in the last, I don't know, five or six years, basically since I started st- studying Ayurveda. It's a concept that I grew up learning, embodying, knew without even knowing that I knew this because I, you know, I grew up on a farm in Southern Minnesota and you're very in tune with the seasons. You know, that's something that, um, as a farmer, a farmer's daughter, um, I I saw my dad, you know, in the springtime, we would look to see, okay, when is it ready to be planting season? You know, when is the ground going to be not as wet coming off that spring season? So you can plant in the fall, we're harvesting in the summer, um, things are growing. And in the winter, there is some rest. And so that was just very embedded in my lifestyle. And, um, I kind of got away from that, you know, in college, just because nobody, I mean, I wasn't as connected, you know, here in college and I wasn't as connected to the seasons because I wasn't living on the farm, um, full-time. And so when I started after right out of college, I was a personal trainer and I started at a gym, did that for a few years and then decided, you know what? I was kind of stuck in the shoulds of life. My mom was like, oh, you should get a real job like training was not a real job. So I was like, okay, let me go back to school and get my teaching license. So I went and got my teaching license. Um, and then I taught sixth grade and did that for a year then decided, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it's not, it's not my passion. You know, fitness and wellness is where I feel most comfortable and most aligned to where I want to go with my lifestyle. So in 2012, May of 2012, right after the end of the school year, um, I was out at my husband at the time he was my boyfriend's, um, parents cabin. And I just dreamed up what my business might look like. And I decided to be an in-home personal trainer, calling it Sapphire Training. And um, looking back, I definitely cringe at the way I thought health and wellness was. You know, I thought that workouts needed to be an hour, um, that you had to eat healthy at all times, that walking didn't count as exercise. All of these things that a lot of the times in that training space, you know, you're, you're kind of taught or sold. And so that's kind of how I started my business. And I, of course, followed suit with my own workouts. You know, I'd work out for 90 minutes, typically most days of the week and then go for walks and then yoga because yoga again, doesn't count as movement. So that, that was kind of the mindset that I was in. And so I, if I didn't torture myself during a workout, it wasn't good enough in quotations. Um, and my, my schedule was so packed. I had to write down clipping my fingernails on my to-do list. I didn't like having free time. I didn't like the thoughts that would come up, or I was afraid to really know what my inner, what my true self, you know, would think. So I just really kept myself, um, going from, you know, personal training, client to client driving. Um, I was also working at a soccer Academy. And so I just kept my schedule full. So I wouldn't have to look at the shadows. So from that, um, I got sick, you know, I got sick from it and I started throwing up every Friday, like clockwork at the soccer Academy. And it was just because my body was stressed out from just too much. So I knew something had to give, and that's where I just went full-time into my business. Now from there, nothing necessarily changed because I just, I had more clients now. And so I was working all day, every day, Monday through Friday weekends, I was coaching basketball. Now, how did I kind of start to live that cyclical life? Where was that transition? A lot of it was a slow evolution. I, I started a yoga teacher training when I was pregnant with my son. Um, I graduated a month before he was born. And then, um, I studied, I started studying dabbling with Ayurveda, um, when I was pregnant with him. 
And then postpartum, I, I had time on my hands. And again, I was still in that mindset where you couldn't have that space. You couldn't have free time. So I filled it up by signing up for a year long Ayurvedic coaching program. And then I, I learned, and that's when it really hit me. Like I, I had a pitta imbalance one, um, but two, how much I needed the medicine of Ayurveda to really soften my edges. You know, I, I felt like I had to be on at all times. Um, and then I couldn't take that rest. And so once I started to really dive deeper with that, I was like, okay, there's, there's some space here. Now, Kate Stillman, who is the, the teacher over there, she is a little bit more, um, I guess like she likes a little bit more rigid with the rules or that's the way I at least perceived it when I first learned about it. Then I went through, um, Katie Silcox program, the Ayurveda program. And I did that for two years. And that was the feminine form of Ayurveda. And that's really when things shifted, when I really got to soften and truly sunk into myself, realizing I loved having that space for myself. I loved noticing that cyclical wisdom again, being in tune with nature and what it's teaching us. Um, not only what's going on outside, but also my menstrual cycle, you know, then got introduced and I was always drawn anytime that our, you know, in Katie's program, when we would talk like women's health was a whole month, I always perked up. That's always been a passion of mine is, um, even in you know high school, like biology, anatomy, women's health, that has been something that I've loved to study and learn from, you know, and I studied sports and exercise science in college and psychology. Um, it's just stuff that really, I, I was um, drawn to. And so we learned about the menstrual cycle and it was eye-opening how much one, I didn't know about it. And two, wow, like this is a different way to live. If we are really tuning into our cyclical nature, um, especially as a cycling person. So that's when things started to kind of shift for me, you know, and I noticed, okay, like I had more severe cramps and, um, just PMS stuff after the birth of Jalen, after my son was born. And uh, I was always told, you know, that's normal. Things can happen. Um, periods get thrown off after you, you know, birth a baby, which makes sense. And so from there, it really was a tough time for me to settle down from the, the intense cramps that I was feeling. And so, um, I started introducing some of these concepts of like living with my cycle. What are practices that I could do with my cycle, um, to kind of settle down the cramps. So I wasn't going to be so, I mean, it's painful. Like it was painful where, you know, you're on the ground, like, oh my gosh, I can't really do anything today because it, it's painful. So that's kind of where I was at. And that's where I wanted to introduce some of this, um, cyclical wisdom in. So what are some benefits, you know, of living a cyclical lifestyle, better mental and physical health. You're going to have more energy, reduced PMS symptoms, smoother transition into menopause, enhancing productivity. And you also know when to rest. So on the other side of that productivity is the rest side, knowing that it's not, it doesn't all have to be productive. Rest is productive. Um, so that's kind of in the general. And today I wanted to focus in particular about the menstrual cycle. So cyclical living in terms of the menstrual cycle. So for myself, um, I've seen major benefits, uh, raspberry leaf tea and oat straw has been kind of a staple in my wellness routine. I love to make that, um, you know, especially as we're in the spring season, I, you know, I let it sit overnight and I have some Instagram posts on how to make infusions if you're, if you're drawn to that, but that's one of my favorites to kind of really, I've noticed personally has helped with, 
um, breast tenderness. Cause I also noticed, oh man, I'm getting a ton of just breast tenderness around ovulation all the way until I would bleed. And so that's a lot. I mean, that's like two, three weeks of, you know, your, your boobs hurting basically. And so I, I wanted to relieve that. And that was one, um, infusion recipe that I have found that really helped with that. So that's a little bit about mine. Um, am I, if I do have like a month where I'm like, Ooh, these are some intense cramps. I I can reflect back and just kind of notice, okay, where was I a month from, you know, now or two months from now, because sometimes it takes a month or two to kind of get things out of your system. And sometimes it only takes a month, you know, it depends on what some of these habits were and how deeply embedded into your lifestyle they were. So let's dive into the menstrual phase. Uh, I wanted to share, again, I'm going to share a little bit about what are, what, what this phase is about. And then a little story about a client who has made some shifts focusing on this phase. So the menstrual phase is a time to go inwards, to rest and to reflect. So an example, Katie, who is a mom of four, she was running on fumes. When I saw her, you know, she has ADHD. She had large blood clots during her bleeding phase of her cycle, and she had no time for her. So one of the tweaks that we made to her routine was to rest. And in particular, when she had no energy during her menstrual phase. So making that space, you know, when three of four of her kids were at school, we added in a yoga nidra practice to her afternoon routine. So before she um, picked up her kids, she would have her youngest daughter, you know, this was her time to be on her iPad or to watch a 30 minute cartoon, you know, while Katie got to relax. And so she got to do her yoga nidra. She also added in walks. And so after she dropped three of the four of the kids off at school, you know, her, she would take her younger daughter, put her in the stroller and they would go for a walk in nature. And so again, nature is calming to all three doshas. And so that's just something that brings you down. So that was another space that she made time for herself. And she also noticed her daughter, once you're out in nature, and I've had this experience too, like my son is a talker. He loves to chat, but out in nature, maybe after a mile into our walk or into our bike ride, he starts to quiet. He doesn't talk uh, constantly like he usually does. Um, and he starts to go inwards. And so it's calming to him as well. It's calming his nervous system down. And so that's what she found for her daughter as well. So it's not something where she was constantly feeling, um, stressed out about taking this walk. It was something they both looked forward to. And then it only took a few months before her large blood clots that were bigger than a quarter were gone. So anytime they're bigger than a quarter, that's something that we want to definitely address. So that, that is, um, that is one story about just finding that ease and finding that rest in the menstrual phase. And then as far as the ADHD, it's not that that's going to disappear, but following a Vata pacifying lifestyle, you know, such as making time for the yoga Nidra to go for those walks. She did notice she wasn't as buzzy, um, which I could tell in our conversations as well. You know, our first session, um, you know, you could tell like very unfocused, just all over energy. And then by, you know, the third session, it was more grounded, more present. She was there. And so all of those things, um, are due to practicing the Vata pacifying lifestyle and the Vata is high or highest during the menstrual phase. And so that way, if you are not living in alignment with that rest and going inwards, that Vata dosha tends to get stoked, which will kind of lead us into our next example. So the follicular phase, this is a time where you might have energy. You feel full of life and you want to tap into your inner creative side. This happens right after your bleeding phase. So 
an example here, Samantha, and I've changed all of the client names and I've had their permission to share their stories on the podcast today in case anyone's wondering. So Samantha, a teacher who found herself entering the follicular phase with a vata imbalance. So the menstrual phase, again, is that time that's associated with the vata. And if you go a bit too hard during that phase, the follicular phase, you might feel a bit unhinged. So now is not the time for Samantha to help her to stop her mindfulness practices as she often did. You know, she would do more high intensity workouts and um, she would find herself having an afternoon espresso, which further hyped up her mood. So now um, during the follicular phase, this is a common time where I do recommend, okay, this is a time where you can do high intensity workouts. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend an afternoon espresso, but the, the workouts, sure. Now an asterisk here, if you do have a Vata imbalance, that is not going to do you wonders because you're going to get a little bit more tipped off the scales of your Vata. So now if you think about a, a scale and you have a beans, you dropped a few more beans on that Vata scale. So now your, your Vata side is tipping pretty heavy. So a few tweaks that we made, instead of doing those high intensity um, workouts, we did some yoga practice, calming yoga, um, more Hatha based, uh, restore yin. And then, um, not skipping her meditation practice in the morning. So what would happen is she would staying up too late. So she was staying up too late at night and then she was tired in the morning and then just would hit snooze and then miss that meditation window. So we had her, um, really stick to that 10 PM routine at night, try to get to bed. Um, so she was able to make her morning meditation work. And then finally that espresso, we switched it out for a tea because we found she didn't necessarily need the caffeine. She thought she did, but she just wasn't getting enough sleep. And so once she started getting to bed consistently that afternoon espresso, a tea was fine. You know, a decaffeinated tea worked wonders. So anytime that you're dealing with a Vata imbalance, you know, it takes a few months of being consistent and then you start to notice those changes. And so that's what she had. You know, I worked with her for, I believe six months and we, we turned around those, that Vata imbalance and we just switched out just a few key things. And that's kind of what Ayurveda is all about is you might think, oh, no big deal that I'm doing, you know, the high intensity workouts or the espresso, like it shouldn't be the end of the end of the road. But then sometimes I look at it from kind of that Ayurvedic lens. And if we're doing it consistently, we're consistently having that afternoon espresso. We have to look at why. And then again, that got back to the, just not going to bed in time. So that is a little example of the follicular phase and changes that you could tweak there. If you're noticing that you're really hyped up and so that, that Vata imbalance is going to look like you're scattered. You can't focus. Um, you have too much on your plate and you have just this swirling energy during the follicular phase. You should have some energy, but not so much where you can't focus. It should be focused, creative energy. All right. Sliding into that ovulation phase. This is a time to be seen. Do your speaking gigs, run meetings, record podcasts. Your energy is magnetic right now. So this is a phase where people usually enjoy it with an asterisk. I say with an asterisk because if you have endo or endometriosis, um, this might not be a great time. You know, my, my client, Lisa, she was an entrepreneur and she really struggled with endometriosis. And especially during that ovulation phase, it's supposed to be the time where we're having fun. We're feeling good, but it was painful. Like she could really feel that heavy ovulation. Um, all right. So this is an herb I recommended Herataki. It's an Ayurvedic herb and that's has been proven to help reduce endo pain. Um, I don't recommend you just start taking it. If you don't know anything about the herb, 
if you do have endometriosis, but that is one that is often recommended. So she started taking that. Um, Shatavari was also another herb that she started taking. And so we did that daily. She also did weekly yoni steams and castor oil pack rotations. You don't do those, either of those during the menstrual phase. So we did those outside of the menstrual phases. And if you're not familiar, endo is actually a vata disorder in Ayurveda. So the apanavayu, which again is the down and outflow, it was flowing in reverse. So in endo, it flows the opposite. It's going up and out. Uh, so we had various vata reducing practices as well. Um, so like your meditations going to yoga again, you know, her yoga studios opened up. And so going back to the yoga, uh, making sure she had that grounding time in the morning, she was someone who didn't drink coffee. So that was nothing that we had to look at or caffeine. She also didn't drink alcohol. So those would be two things that I also often look at with Vata disorders. So those weren't things that we had to, um, switch, but she did, she does live in Hawaii. So we had to switch around some of the fruits that she was having, um, you know, using those as a snack versus adding those into, um, like breakfast. So we worked together for about a year. And then at, by the end of the year, she was having no more painful ovulation experiences. Her period pain was also drastically reduced. And so those were some of the practices that, um, you know, we put in for her. So if you're thinking about like, okay, yeah, that would be great. If I, if I do have endo, you know, some of the ones that I personally recommend, um, would be the Yoni steam and castor oil packs. That's a great place to start, um, to kind of dive into that as well as a Vata, um, pacifying lifestyle. So if you're not familiar with what that is, I'm pretty sure I've done a podcast about that. Um, you can go to my website and just kind of Google in my blog and find some Vata pacifying practices, but that would be a wonderful place to start to kind of help ease some of that pain. All right. Now sliding into that last phase, the luteal phase. So this phase is the longest phase of your cycle. And I like to break it up into two parts. So you might have higher energy at the start of your luteal phase. And then that second half, the energy is a bit lower. Um, it's a great time to finish up tasks, complete to-do lists start to say no to things that you don't really want to do. Um, so for example, I was supposed to go to a workout class, a pretty intense one. And I had like three different dates and I looked at the dates and I'm like, Ooh, you know what? I would, I would have loved to do it in the beginning, um, you know, in the next week and met this person, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to do the 26, um, of the month because looking at my own period schedule, I did not want to do a high intensity workout on my, um, late luteal phase or on my bleeding phase, which is what I was going to be in. So I picked the one where it was going to be in my follicular phase. So that's, um, that's how you can kind of say no, or if you, if you do have that option to work around your cycle, that's just one example of that. So let's share a little bit about Robin. She's a 44 year old mom of two. She was experiencing severe PMS, um, symptoms, especially that week before her period, you know, low back pain, gaining weight, severe mood swings, um, would have breakouts, uh, in particular areas on her face, just like her teenage daughter. So a few practices that we implemented to help her ease some of those symptoms were stress management. You know, she is a lawyer, but she runs her own business. So she had also had a few concussions over the last few years. And a lot of it was because, um, a Vata imbalance, you know, again, coming back to that Vata, the Vata can be a uh, a dosha that can cause some havoc. You know, that's why we like to treat Vata first in Ayurveda. As you can see from these stories, most of them have that Vata thread. I think all of them had the Vata thread. Um, so with that, we had to follow some Vata pacifying practices. She was a little bit too spacey. So all of the concussions were just things where just not paying attention, 
you know, and just doing too much, too much was on our plate. So she had a little Vata and also a little Pitta imbalance. And so for, for her, we kind of worked on mapping out our stress cycles to see what time of the day, what, you know, what time of the day was the stress, the worst, and then what triggers were common. So I also gave her some morning routine consisting of meditation, yoga, pranayama to help her ease her mind and body. And I kept it short because she knew if this was going to be even 20 minute practice, it wasn't going to get done 10 minutes. Yes. 10 minutes that could um, work its way into 20 minutes. Sure. But if I started out and I said, here, this will take 20 minutes in her mind, her mind had already said, nope, that's too long. So that's kind of the, the thing when I like to introduce these concepts, especially in that, that Vata Pitta imbalances, um, that Pitta mind can say, no, I don't have time. I got work to do. Um, you know, when it's the 20 minutes, even though she, most of the mornings spends 20 minutes doing these practices in her mind is just 10. And if 20 minutes happens, it's okay. Cause she does have the 20 minutes. So, um, you know, she's been a client for personal training, she started as a personal training client for many years. And we've kind of switched up what works for her over the years, um, because of the concussions, you know, because of her goals. So she found, um, some relief after a few months of adapting these, because her main focus was really trying to recover from those concussions and, um, get her brain firing the way that, um, felt good to her and then increase her energy because she'd had no energy as well. And so all of these things, you know, were kind of fixed by slowly introducing the concepts of the morning routine, making space for her having that self-care throughout her day. All right. So those are just little glimpses into how I kind of work with the cycle and how I kind of adapt, um, you know, this with not only my life, but with people that I work with just to kind of give you an idea of like, Ooh, I saw myself, maybe you saw yourself, you know, in Samantha's story and you're like, Oh, I can totally relate to going into that follicular phase and feeling really ungrounded, you know? And then you can kind of look and say, Ooh, I should probably adapt some of those principles, um, or start to follow a Vata pacifying lifestyle if that pertain to you. So if this is something you want to explore a little bit more, um, this will be my last solo podcast before our next, or before my self-care with your cycle challenge starts. Uh, so that starts on May 2nd. I just wanted to share, uh, with, with you about what it is in case you're, you're really like, yes, sign me up. So have you been feeling exhausted, burnt out, and you don't have time to create self-care for yourself? Uh, I know that like I'm raising my hand because some days that's what it feels like. So I've created a self-care challenge to help you kind of say, I do have time. So just as my client, as I shared with that, um, 10 minute practice, instead of the 20, that's kind of what I'm doing for you. I'm giving you that plan. I have written out your self-care challenge. So every day, you know what to do. You just look at your calendar and you get it done. You block out those 10 minutes for you. And it could be in the morning, could be in the afternoon or evening. You find that time in your day. So with that, you know, you don't have to think about the shoulds don't have to think about the, the, oh my gosh, you know, today I'm in my menstrual phase. I don't feel like doing a yoga class. I feel like rest. I have options for you. So I have it built out. So it's in sync with your menstrual cycle. And so every challenge day, day one is actually day one of your menstrual cycle. So when you enter this challenge, say you're on day 17, you'll actually start on day 17 of the calendar and follow it accordingly. And so it's a four week challenge and I have weekly prizes. Um, I've gotten all my prizes in, I have some beautiful, um, teas. So I have, um, tea mixes for each phase of your cycle. I have Oracle card decks that I'm going to be giving away. I have candles that you light based on each phase of your cycle. Um, I have a cookbook with your cycle. 
And all of those, I'll be giving away weekly prizes and then a big grand prize box at the end. And that's to help hold you accountable because I know right now, myself included, like that accountability is key. You know, having someone here saying, yes, check, I did the box, you know, and me saying here, you're entered into the drawing then, you know, because you took care of yourself this week. How awesome is that? Like, not only are you going to get the benefits of practicing self-care, but you might get a tool. You might get teas that you can use for months after. So if that's something that's um, interesting to you, the price is actually going to be $99 and it's for the four weeks. And so you have a Facebook for accountability as well for some pop-up lives. If you're not into Facebook, totally get that. Um, on the Thinkific website, you can actually ask questions in there and I'm able to respond and see your questions as you go through the course program. So we start again, May 2nd, um, you will have access on May 1st. So I'm going to open up so you can see everything and get yourself situated on May 1st. So you're ready to tackle the day. We also have a live coaching call on May 6th. So I can answer questions that arise after you've spent a week in the portal, just to kind of say, Ooh, I have a question about this, or, Hey, this has come up. How do I make self-care time for myself in this, in this window? Um, and then we're going to do a bonus self-care practice as a group together. Okay. That's, that's what I want to share with you. Um, this is my, my program that I have only program I have coming up for a while, a group program. So if you're interested, definitely check that out. It will be in the show notes as well as on my homepage of my website at andreaclausen.com. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.